What's going on, hustlers? Welcome to the Lift, Love, Laugh podcast. My name is Sean. And I am Nikki Nelson. And welcome to our podcast. Today is going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about motivation and what it means to be motivated. I think motivation is one of the top reasons that people call us as a personal training company um, because they just cannot get motivated on their own. So we've kind of become experts at this, um, at motivating other people, motivating ourselves, um, not only in fitness and, you know, attaining goals in fitness and nutrition, but also um, in business. So how do you stay motivated? What does being motivated really mean? And how do you use it? in a positive way to get you to your goal. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about motivation online and you know, people try to hype up what it means to be motivated and give you these, um, these speeches, but motivation is much more about discipline than it is uh, emotion in the moment. Um, and so we're gonna talk about what it means to stick through to your goals. If you set a goal for yourself, how do you have the discipline to see it all the way through? Um, it's not as you know simple as some people make it seem, but you know after sitting with hundreds and hundreds of people with personal training, we kind of see the pattern of what it takes to be motivated and stay motivated. And I think even discipline. I mean, we had a really good conversation earlier today about discipline, right? And people will say, well, it's not motivation that you need, it's discipline that you need. And I think as a trainer early on, that was something that I emphasize with my clients, um, being disciplined and being disciplined in their routine, being disciplined in their nutrition, being just disciplined in, in attaining their goal, right? But you made a really good point and you said, so many people say, well, you just have to be disciplined. And then they leave that on the table. Right. That's all you get. <laughs> That's all you get. And they're like, okay, well now I don't need motivation, but I need discipline. Right. And so it's still something that they need to attain, but there's no rule book on how really to then become disciplined. Right. I mean, you're competing for a competition coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. So would you say motivation is what got you there? or got you to this place now? <laughs> uh, no, I would say I disciplined myself by putting into practice things that were going to get me to my goal. Yeah, and that's called conditions, which we'll talk more about uh, a little bit later on. But, you know, when I sit and I speak to someone about personal training and they are telling me that they're not motivated and they just need someone to help them get motivated, you know, it's really deeper than just one thing. It's not just, Hey, you just need to get motivated. So we've broken it down into four parts with, you know, the first part of getting motivated and staying motivated or staying disciplined is having a why, right? And I'm sure you've heard this before. Hey, have a good reason why, or, you know, go into, um, you know, the, the desire, like what is the reasoning that's going to push you forward? Um, can you talk a little bit about the why and what that means for you? Yeah. And I think on my Instagram at I am Nikki Nelson, <laughs> it says, if you roll back at some of my posts, when I began losing weight um, this year for my transformation competition that I was going to be entering, the very first thing I did in January before I had even decided I was going to compete was to create a list of whys. And it's there's a photo of my journal writing my whys. And the reason why that was so important for me was because I knew if I created a list of those whys, when I was in the trenches, the bad days, the hungry days, the tired days, if I could remember the whys, 
when I wake up in the morning, when I'm in the shower getting ready to go work out, when I'm ordering from a menu. And if I can just run through that list of whys for myself, it was so much more powerful than creating a list of don'ts, right? So creating a list of do not eat carbs, which is funny because I would never not eat carbs. Um, do not eat, um, you know, snacks or treats. Do not miss a workout. If I focused on the do not do things, I would have been more pushed to do those things that were on the bad list. Instead, I consistently reflected on why am I doing this? Why is this so important? And some of my whys were really simple, like not a number on the scale why, but I want to be comfortable taking pictures with my friends and family. Exactly. Um, I want to, you know, be able to feel good when I go clothes shopping. So simple things like that, just every time, you know, things got really difficult, remembering those things, like the next photo I take, I'm not going to delete. I'm going to post it. I'm going to be proud of it. Or, you know, my kids are going to have these memories to look back on. Like my kids didn't have pictures of me for like three years uh, because I just stayed away from the camera. And so for me, that why every time it gets tough or I want to make a decision that's against my goal, mm -hmm. that propelled me forward. In fact, if your why is powerful enough, the how will come. So if you're not sure what to do, if you have a strong enough desire and a strong enough reason why you want that thing, certain things will start to happen in place that the, the, the steps will appear, right? And, but here's the thing, that's not quite enough, right? That's important to, you know, get inspired, but it's not enough to keep you going. There's a really good book um, called The Power of Habit. And in this book, he, uh, I forget the author's name, I'll remember it later, but, um, he goes into the three components of habits. There is the cue, the routine, and the reward. And I like to call the cue the trigger, right? So what is the thing that's going to remind you to do, you know, your workout or to eat healthier? What is the trigger? Um, so we just had this conversation on my team call. So I'm competing in a transformation competition for with women who have lost 50 to 150 pounds um, or more. And we were had this call going over, you know, things that were difficult for us. And one of the things that the girl said was, well, you know, people say to work out first thing in the morning, but I have to be at work at 4 a.m. So how do I get my workout in any earlier than that? When that seems to be the, th the key that everyone wants to say, get your workout done before you go to work. And she's like, that's not conducive to my schedule. Yeah. So my, you know, input for that was you have to create a trigger for yourself when you then get home from work that's going to make it your habit or make it normal for you to then be motivated to go to the gym. So that could be anything. You know, what I used to do when I first started working out is I'd actually just put my, my workout shoes by the front door. I'd have the socks already in there. I'd have my headphones by the front door. And that way it was just an easy transition from, hey, I'm going to, you know, wake up, I put my shoes on and I go, right? That was my trigger. Or I'd set an alarm um, if I wanted to do something at a certain time. So those little things help to catapult my new habit. And triggers have been used in business as well. I mean, you can use a trigger for something as simple as, for me, when I'm going to the gym, I eat the same breakfast every single day. It's almost like when I'm drinking that coffee protein shake, my body's like, 
we're going like, Oh, it's time for the gym now. So even on the weekend, if I'm like planning on taking a day off, when I drink that, I immediately, my energy starts to peak because my body thinks it's time to work out. Um, and it can be, you know, a, a drink, you know, pre-workout drink that you, you know, drink a, a flavor, a song that you listen to. That's like the same song. And I do this as well. I listen to the same song at the beginning of my workout, every single workout, which does get really boring, but it like tells my body, okay, it's go time. Um, and in business, I forget where we heard this, but where you smell something yeah, yeah. when you make a sale or you're, yeah. you're doing something good. What is, uh, it's a, I think it's called aromatherapy or something along those lines where if you want to relive a certain moment, you, you, you smell, um, an essential oil and well, you think about that moment and you think about it a lot and you visualize it. You smell the fragrance, whatever it may be, whether it's a lavender smell or something else. And then a few weeks later, a few days later, a few months later, you smell that again and then it will trigger in your mind that same event. So it's actually pretty interesting and it does work in, in some sense, uh, you know, if you want to relive those moments. Right. So I think just setting yourself up for success in those ways with these triggers uh, will get you motivated and get you disciplined to work towards whatever goal it is that you have for yourself. But here's a trick or a hack that's even more powerful than um, a trigger, in my opinion. And that's something I learned a long time ago called conditions. We just mentioned this earlier. Now, if you want to make something like a goal happen, you don't just set the goal. You set a, tr a condition in place to make that goal automatic. So I'll give you an example, right? If, uh, if for example, personal training, if you want to get in shape and you go and hire a personal trainer, well, you just put into place a condition that forces you to work out. That's a, that's a pretty simple and obvious one, right? But or let's go to like the real first condition you ever put in place that got you <laughs> to where you are today. When I met Sean, he said, I put a condition in place for myself to always have to be fit. Right, I had to be fit, so I became a trainer. That was one of the reasons <laughs> I became a trainer. I had to be in shape, right? Um, even for her, like uh, if you wanted to get in, in you know, extraordinary shape, sign before you even start working out, sign up for a competition where you gotta get on stage and you know, you're gonna tell your friends about it, you post about it on Facebook. This is before you even start your first workout. And now, instead of pushing your way towards that goal, you're being pulled or compelled to reach that goal because now you've got eyes on you. And a pull is always more powerful than a push. Yep. So if you have something that's pulling you towards that goal, you are much more likely to do the things that it's going to take to get to that goal. Yeah, and so this ties back into the why, right? If you, if you really have a condition in place and it's a good one, it's going to pull you. Right. Um, you could also also use money. Right. If you t if you give your friend or a family member a hundred bucks and you say, hey, if I don't do this, this and this this week, then you get to keep that hundred bucks. Right. And we're as humans, we're more motivated by pain than we are pleasure. So their chances are you're going to be motivated to do whatever those things are that you need to do to achieve that goal. Right. Unless you really didn't care about the money. So well, I like, <laughs> I like to go to extremes and I think that has done well. That has served not that me. extreme. Don't use your firstborn child. Or anything like that. That's a little much, but, <laughs> but I think it served me well. So even, in, even in business, when we want to do something really big, we, 
we take, create a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we take the steps that it, we, we do the things that it's going to put a condition in place. So that could be getting an office space, yep. right? Yep. You get an office space. When we first started Hustle Training 360, yep. the very first thing we did was get an office space. And the reason for that was it was a condition that we have this space now. We have our name on the door. We have people in the building who are now walking past our office. If we're not there, then we're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. The <laughs> trick is to do it before you think you're ready, right? Because sometimes we wait and tr wait and wait and think, oh, what, well, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I don't know if I'm ready yet. The you're time, never ready. You're never going to be ready. The time to do it is now. Okay. So that's the, that's the second step in this four step process. So the first one is you need your, your reasons. You need your powerful why. Okay. The second thing is you need triggers or conditions. If you want to take it to the next level, the third step is your routine. Like what does your routine look like? What is the, if it's exercise, an example, um, how can you make your experience of exercise more enjoyable? Um, if you think about it, right, you don't force yourself to watch your favorite TV show. You know, you are just going to watch it because you love watching it. You love that experience. So how can you apply that same thing to your goal? Um, you know, how do you do that for your workout? So for me, the thing that I did in the very beginning of my fitness journey, um, back in the day and then even now, and I, I applied this now, which I thought, you know, I've been in the fitness industry for 12 years. I can just go into a gym and just start working out and I'm going to get in shape. And that wasn't the case. Cause I did that for a year with no results. And it was because I don't enjoy, I mean, this is like a big deal to say on a, on a podcast. <laughs> on a fitness podcast. <laughs> I don't enjoy working out, right? I will do it as a means to an end. I will do it because of my whys, but I don't enjoy necessarily weight training or I didn't, I do actually now, but I didn't. And so for a year I was trying to, you know, lose weight and get in shape. And I just was trying to just go to the gym and it was very sporadic because it was a struggle. I didn't enjoy it. And so what I did was I thought back and said, when I first started my fitness journey, when I lost hundred pounds 12 years ago, what did I do to get me there? And the thing that I did was I joined group exercise classes specifically. I took Zumba because I love to dance and I enjoyed that. So what I did was this journey, I looked at all of the gyms in the area, looked at all the classes, and I found a schedule where I could hit the gym Monday through Saturday, and I had one day off, and I could take a class the same time every day for those six days, and I could dance. And that was something I committed to myself. If you do nothing else, you're gonna show up to this class. And I enjoy dancing. So I just showed up and I made that like my job. Like I made it an appointment with myself. I did not book clients at that time. I did not um, go to you know, school events if it was during that time. Like then we would just tag team what we had to do during that time frame. I didn't take meetings at that time. I really blocked off that time specifically to focus on myself and what my goal was. And once I did that and I started moving and I started enjoying that, I started adding in other things that maybe weren't second nature for me, but I then stacked Pilates. I said, let me try that. Then I'm gonna do that class right after my Zumba class. So it's habit and routine. 
So I would go from one to the other, and there was my, you know, two workouts yeah. in the day. The, uh, yeah, it's group class is a big one, right? And for me, you know, someone who gets bored from working out, believe it or not, um, if I do the same thing over and over again, um, I'm just not one of those people who can just do that and be fine. Um, those people need to be medicated. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I admire that quality. We have clients who ha- did that prior to they, the they meeting us. <laughs> so I think for me, I, I, what I did to enjoy the experience more was, was I tried out different classes, whether that was going to a CrossFit gym or a boxing gym or even uh, yoga. You know, I just constantly switched up the kind of exercise that I did so that I was always enjoying the experience. And for me personally, I love boxing. So I would include boxing into my workouts. So if I was hitting the gym three times a week, I'd be boxing twice a week with a, with a boxing instructor. And, uh, and I love that. So for you, it, whether it is doing a different kind of class, finding some variety in the different kinds of exercises out there, or even hiring a personal trainer. Right. And I was going to say, I mean, that was something that was early on for you too, like working with a trainer early on and having yeah. that, you enjoyed that time. Yeah. You enjoyed the breakfast that was provided for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after your workouts. Um, that was something that, you know, was enjoyable for you. Yeah. So. And, or, you know, and also working out with a friend, you know, not everybody has somebody to work out with, but if you do, that definitely increases uh, your chances of enjoying the experience. Now, here's what I've seen. Um, happen is that if you have a friend or workout buddy and that workout buddy it's starts, the worst ever. starts to flake <laughs> on you, then it gives you all, almost a reason to start to flake as well. So I wouldn't necessarily depend on a workout buddy, but I would add it to the mix. Well, so if you like trying to do different classes, do that plus have a workout buddy, but doesn't don't make that the condition of whether or not you work out. That happened even in Zumba, you know, where an instructor had a huge class and then she stopped teaching and when she stopped teaching i just went to the next person who filled that slot i didn't care if i really enjoyed it as much but it was about my routine and my commitment to myself whereas 70 percent of the class just stopped working out altogether uh, because they didn't have that person that they've relied on for their goal right so you have to like kind of really make it personal and that's why you go back to your why often because if you can make that personal to you the other things are going to be helpful but not crucial yeah i think you just dropped some gold there with uh (laughs) making a commitment to you and your goals uh if that is the foundation of your health and your fitness and not a specific group fitness instructor or a specific trainer or even a specific type of exercise then I think you'll be in it for the long term and you'll stick with it, um, which is the goal, right? So with that being said, there's one more, and this is not the ultimate you know, part of this, but if you add this final part, it helps to consistently see results and consistently stay in the game. Because even someone who works out for 5, 10, 15 years, they will eventually start sort start to get bored or start to fall off the routine or life happens you get injured or you know someone gets sick so when that happens you just need all the tools all the resources that you can get to sort of stick with it so the fourth part of the motivation factor is reward so how do you reward yourself when you stick to your routine well we can check our credit card statement for that <laughs> I, I concur <laughs> Um, along with writing my whys out when I very first, uh, started this weight loss journey this year was 
I wrote out my list of rewards. I knew I wanted to lose. I had a goal of 40 pounds to start with, which of course like things can change, but that was my goal. Every 10 pounds I wrote like escalating rewards for myself. And I think prior to this challenge I created for myself, I would look for food related rewards. And so, which is the worst thing you can do. And if anyone's listening to this and you're, you know, on a weight loss journey or you're looking to begin one, you have to start, stop being so food focused. And so my rewards used to be a cheat day, a Mm. cheat meal, uh, which would then turn into a cheat weekend or, you know, it's spiral. And those things were completely messing with my goals and were not allowing me to really attain them. So what I did was I wrote a list of non-food related rewards. So I, and they got bigger and better every, (laughs) they got bigger and better with every 10 pounds. Um, So it was like a pair of sneakers, new workout clothes. So wait, are you telling me if I walk for 30 minutes, I'm not allowed to have a Big Mac (laughs) as a reward? No, no. That's... It's not good. But also, but also rewarding yourself, not again, focusing on yourself. And I think women especially, and I'm so passionate about helping women specifically because we take on a lot with our families and our children, our spouses. And I think it can become very easy to put yourself last. And I think when you're even coming up with a reward, something that's just for yourself, a spa day, a massage, something that just you can enjoy is not being selfish because when you are a better person, you are better for your family and you're showing up in a different way. Mm. So your family is not on your journey. And that was something that I struggled with also for a long time, being married to someone who's naturally, you know, gifted with their metabolism and six foot five, I'm five foot three. So there's a lot of dietary differences that we have. And I meet a lot of moms who tell me they're cooking for their family and they're cooking for their kids. And so how can they, they don't want to cook separate for themselves and how do they manage that? And so that's something that is really important for me to share messaging on that it is okay to prioritize your own meals and then take care of other people. So I do this at home all the time now, which is something that I used to not do, but we switched over the kind of pasta we use, mm. right? Like everyone in the house eats what kind of pasta? Uh, disgusting, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's chick, chickpea pasta. Chickpea pasta is something that they just got, uh, they just got acclimated to. Yeah, and so that's normal, right? We, oh, we had almond milk in our house. Like that's the only kind of like milk that we've ever had in our house was almond milk. And that was something that we just decided early on. And like, we never switched our toddler from like formula to milk. Mm. And we went formula to almond milk. And that was something that we just did. So I think having the things in the house that are good for you and then making your family adapt to you, not the other way around. So if they're not going to starve, I promise, keep some cereal in the cabinet. If worst case scenario, that's their dinner. It's a bowl of cereal. They'll be okay. They'll survive. But like, what are you like and how, how are you showing up for yourself? And so, you know, I just want to add to that real quick about the, um, reward, right. And not making it something where it's food related. And I think a good reward would be to set a goal, whether it's you want to go travel somewhere or you have something that you want to buy 
put aside a bucket, right? Not in a literal bucket. You love buckets. But, you know, a bucket, <laughs> a financial bucket, that every time you do a certain thing, whether it's you go for a run or you do your workout for the week or workouts for the week, um, you put money towards that towards that goal. So you're rewarding yourself in multiple ways. Obviously, you're getting healthier, but you're also saving towards a, an important goal that you have for yourself. So I think those those rewards go a long way with consistency and feeling good about the process. Right. And again, it's it's pain and pleasure. So we're tackling all of those things with these steps. So some of these things, you know, are pleasure, right? So you get a vacation, great. And then some of those things are, you know, a little a little pain to yeah. <laughs> push yeah. you. Yeah, you can also add, yeah, just just like you just said, you can add pain to that too. So if you don't do your goals, well, now you got to run five miles or now you've got to, uh, you know, do some take, kind of... Take 10,000 steps every day that week instead of just right. your workout days. You know, there are there are different conditions. You'll figure this, this out. You guys are smart. But the most important thing is that you do this and don't, don't just hear this, but actually take action. So if you were someone who struggles like we have in the past with motivation, you know, follow these four steps, find your why, find the reasons why it's important to you. Number one, number two is find the triggers that are going to help you start your routine. Number three is routine. What is the actual experience that you're going to have and how you're going to make that enjoyable? And number four, how can you reward yourself? Reward yourself with something non food related so that you enjoy the, you know, the other parts that you can do with, with, uh, this goal. So have different things set in place so that you can reward yourself and you'll see the results. Yeah. And I really hope that this was helpful, you know, for those of you who are listening and helpful in helping you be more motivated in your day-to-day life to attain the goals that you set for yourself. And again, they do not have to be fitness related. These can apply to anything, any, yeah. anything. I mean, a, a myriad of, you know, goals that you might set for yourself in your day to day. We are in, you know, the end of this year, looking towards now 2023. And I think the more we can start putting into action, these things, the faster we can attain our goals altogether. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that made sense. And if you guys are looking for personal trainers to help you stay motivated and get motivated, um, reach out to hustle training 360. All right. We'll see you guys soon. (laughs) 